Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to this week's chat with myself and my good friend and former superstar equity research analyst, Ralph Hebgen. Um, so uh, this week we are going to be talking about two topics. Um, the firstly is the ongoing banking crisis. And secondly, one of our favorite subjects, which is the latest developments in artificial intelligence. So um, this week uh, obviously started off fairly dramatically on the banking front. Um, we had um, the majority of um, First Republic being bought by uh, JP Morgan. Um, and this just follows on from the, uh, you know, the failure of SVB and, you know, other various other banks. There has been a lot of nervousness um, surrounding um, regional banks. And actually there was some um, uh, regional, the share trading of uh, some regional banks in the US was actually suspended yesterday because the share prices fell down so hard. Um, so anyway, the thing is, is that at the beginning, it was quite in interesting because at the beginning of the week, Jamie Dimon um, of uh, JP Morgan um, said that uh, he felt that the, um, you know, the purchase of First Republic um, signified the end of the mini uh, the mini banking crisis, um, uh, but clearly it wasn't that wasn't the case. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that this is this has been something that is just not it's refusing to go away. You know, you've got um, people like the U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen who is is you know he she's been trying to talk it down. I mean, she was trying to talk it down. Uh, a few weeks ago, Jamie Dimon trying to talk it down and talking it down clearly isn't working. So, but what do you what do you make of it, Ralph? Well, I mean, before I launch into any commentary on that, I think I would like to ask you, you had an anniversary, did you not? Oh, uh, yeah, of course, of course. Um, it I believe. was, in fact, the um, 700th edition um of the uh, of this podcast in fact Indeed. um uh, which is quite astounding i mean i didn't i just didn't think of the number and then this week i would just have to and then i i literally thought oh my oh my word um yeah 700 episodes <laughs> so um so there this makes this the 701st episode that is true. We are having a new cycle, the start of a new cycle. And just at the start of this new cycle, I would like to share some trivia on the number 701 <laughs> with our audience. What yes. I see here on the numerological website, which is hard to say and even mm. harder to grasp what that is actually all about, it's number mysticism and woo-woo and yes. these guys assign characteristics to numbers, would you believe it? And what they have to say about the number 701 is what I'm going to read out to you guys nice. now. I'm, I'm slightly scared. Here, but yeah. It says here it's referring to the number 701 primary essence which is quite authoritative has a kind of successful or ambitious feeling to it going on to specify that the number 701 this is now quote radiates an aura of authority achievement and success <laughs> 
I'm not making this up. It is there on the website, the numerological meaning wow. of 701. I doubt everybody knows what that means, but <laughs> you heard it here first, authority, wow. achievement, and success. And here you are, and this is the number 701 of Peter's what's cast. <laughs> okay, uh, whatever. Okay, maybe yeah. I should stop with this yeah. now. <laughs> well, I mean, clearly that sounds like an extremely well-informed um, website. Indeed um, so. Yeah. I mean, it, it knows what it's talking about, doesn't it? Um, it does indeed. So, yeah. And so with authority, I'm now going to launch into my commentary on the banking yeah. crisis. I mean, yes. obviously, this is all very difficult to unravel. We had um, the uh, decline of SVB and it had specific reasons why SVB uh, um, went, went to the wall and was absorbed by a rescue uh, lender. Uh, but then it followed on from there. We had some other dominoes falling. CSFB notably had to be rescued at a shotgun wedding with USB. And yes, CSFB did not have the same issues as SVB. It's a completely different bank. And CSFB has been ailing for a very long time. Indeed, indeed, you might have reason to say that it has been ailing for about 10 years before it got taken out by developments. Mm. But you see, that is the worry of that. It's the same cause. The cause is the fact that we are moving or have been moving from a very low interest rate environment, which was close to zero and often was mm. zero for about a decade, to a period of very high inflation and commensurately very high interest rates. So it's the transition from zero to 3.5% uh, soon perhaps 400 basis points, 4%, which is taking place within the time span of a year. And that speed of the transition is catching out some of, some of the banks. Now, normally you would think that high interest rates are good for banks, and this is true. Mm. It would be good for banks if it was developed or if banks moved into a different economic paradigm at a slower speed. So we have the same crisis, the, the same reason here, uh, which took out various banks for uh, different specific reasons. So there's one generic reason and different banks were taken out for different reasons. So it doesn't really calm anybody much to say, well, SVB was a special case. Well, it wasn't a special case, it was a specific case, which mm. responded to a common uh, dynamic in a different way than CSFB. Um, and this moves me on to First Republic, which again is a special case or specific case, uh, but it is responding to the crisis in a different way. And unfortunately, it also had to be rescued by, in this case, JP Morgan. Now, First Republic, as far as I understand, uh, basically had a composition of the deposit book, which was not particularly good for it because it had a lot of wealthy individuals which had deposits at a level above the guarantee, which I believe is $250,000. And uh, when these people get frightened and take their money out, then that would be 
an issue. Now that that specific issue was the issue for SVB. That was less of an issue for First Republic. First Republic Bank had a very large mortgage book running off the loan of the deposit book, as indeed all savings banks do. Um, but First Republic didn't have revenue diversification of, of, of any kind, you might actually say. So it was very much exposed to the adverse development of interest rates, and that is why um, it has to be had to be rescued. And, and the reason why um, the the specific reason why it had to be rescued in this way, I think adds fuel to the fire because it is not specific enough for people not to develop a fear that this situation might actually be contagious and also be present at other banks which are not specific in their business model such as SVB was. Mm. And of course, we've seen this already. We've seen some other savings and loans in America um, uh, falling in, in share price by up to 40%. Uh, now, this has reversed since then, but it is very much reminiscent uh, of the first inklings of this crisis, which, which we have seen. So, yeah, I, I don't know, Peter, what, what, what do you think? That's basically the just an explanation of what is happening here. Yeah. Uh, the question now, of course, in everybody's mind is, is there something which can be done to, yeah. to, to stave the tide? Well, you know, the thing is, is it seems to me, so right, if we sort of wind back to, um, you know, when, when SVB went under, I remember at the time it was, they seemed to be a very swift reaction um, with regard to, uh, so, uh, you know, the regulators um, and the banks. So the banks all got together. They, they had a fund. They put together a, they had a whip round. Um, they put something like $30 billion into the kitty um it was the regulators were saying you know applauding everyone for what a great job they'd done um and then yeah i mean i i i think you know in in say you know in saving banks and everything i mean i think that um you then you know i think at that point um there was a lot of talk it was it was almost like that they everyone was trying to talk down the situation um, I think that the, the state desperately does not want to guarantee all deposits. There was was pressure initially to do that, but they sort of. I think that they were thinking, well, look, you know, we've got this solution that would probably work. So that looks good because the banks are looking good. We're looking good because we don't have to risk any taxpayer money. So everyone's a winner. But unfortunately. I think that the you know, and I wonder whether the the CS, you know the Credit Suisse, um, uh, yeah, the, the 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 Credit Suisse UBS thing. I wonder whether that just chipped away again um, at everyone's confidence. But anyway, I mean, I know it's in a different part of the world, but still, it's just it's just negative news flow on banks, isn't it? I mean, sometimes things are as simple as that. I mean, it, it shouldn't be, but. It, you know, it, it sometimes is. And anyway, so after that, we started seeing jitters um, and it, we've seen it over the last week or so. And now, and you know, here we are, um, you know, here we are with yet another one. 
So yeah, I, I think. Uh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, I was just saying. Absolutely, you're quite right. I think this crisis is. Um, at least to some extent, psychological. Mm. I mean, to some extent it wasn't. SVB wasn't psychological. They actually, I think, had a weakness in their risk control because let's not forget, and we discussed this on, on, on the podcast several weeks ago, they, I believe, had classed some of the assets which they should have classed as mark-to-market, as not mark-to-market. I mean, this sounds very technical, but in the end, it just basically means that if you have to liquidate assets and they're classified as uh, valued as at 100, let's say, and then you have to liquidate them, sell them, and at the moment of selling, they're only worth 60, then this is a risk uh, which you which you have basically almost invited yourself because you have been kidding yourself at how much your asset book is worth. Mm. And so that was a weakness in risk control to the extent that my analysis is indeed applicable to, to SVB. Uh, I don't believe that is a, an issue with First Republic. It mm. was just basically an ailing bank which has been taken out by adverse economic scenarios. Now, that unfortunately is not the statement which would calm the markets or which calm investors. Mm. And to that extent, it might just simply be psychological. Now, it is psychological because we've seen, for example, banks like Republic uh, Bank in California and another bank in Kansas, I believe, which has the name Republic, which have nothing to do with this bank whatsoever. They just have the same, uh, they have just have the word Republic in its name. Mm -hmm. And people were actually getting worried about that. They had to issue press releases saying, well, no, we've got nothing to do with this bank. Mm -hmm. It's just the same word. So we're sorry, we're just called Republic. And yeah. so this is basically uh, something which highlights heightened psych, uh, heightened tension amongst investors and depositors at the mm. moment and the problem with this is that these tensions and 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 heightened um uh, heightened anticipation of something bad to happen will just not go away for as long as inflation remains high mm. and therefore commensurately the central banks of countries are going to be forced to keep increasing interest rates because it's the increase in interest rates which is in the end at the heart of this dilemma that's what's mm. driving it so mm. in a sense you could say once the situation normalizes and inflation is coming down and commensurately that will remove the need for central banks to increase increase interest rates uh, the pressure on the banking systems in various countries is going to abate but unfortunately that also means that the sort of data watching which economists do, which we all do now, waiting for the next set of numbers on inflation, will have another sort of threatening ring to it. Hmm. Previously, it was inflation is up and that was bad enough. Let us not forget this. The, 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 but it was only that. It was inflation was bad and there was no no sort of additional secondary meaning to it. Now, I think increase in inflation has a secondary meaning and that is oh dear interest rates cannot come down pressure on the banking system is unlikely to abate again feeding into the already heightened sensitivity of investors and depositors mm. so 
I don't believe that uh, maybe this is a, I, actually I do not believe this is a banking crisis of the same magnitude and proportion of the one which we've seen in 2008, but it has a ring to it as if this is a replay of the 1980s where there was a slow rolling savings and loan crisis in America where ever so often one of the regional savings banks was taken out and that has, um, it, it, it's got the look as uh, of it and well, we'll just have to see. I mean, you know, the, the savior will be the reducing inflation rate, which are indeed still forecast to come down, starting to come down by the end of this year. So mm. let's hold out until then. Mm. No, absolutely. And, and you know, like I say, I think that for me, the only way that this is going to stop, the, the jitters will truly stop, is if the... Um, is if the government, the American government says, or, you know, Janet Yellen, um, US Treasury Secretary says, um, right, we're going to do, we're going to guarantee all deposits. But then the problem is you can't really do that because it's too expensive. So, and then, you know, so I mean, the next best thing is, is we're going to raise the ceiling of uh, a 250 grand to, hmm. let's say, 500 grand. You know, so it's but it, it's difficult to know what is going to calm people down. But mm. they whatever they do, they need to do it permanently. I don't think they can, you know, they need to find a level that they can do permanently um, because it's no I don't think it'll be any good um, if they say we will guarantee all your deposits up to a million um you know, until or for the next six months, because on the very day after that guarantee runs out, everyone's going to be panicking again, you know, and you can, so yeah. I think that, and actually, yes, there will be, you know, there'll be an even bigger run there, because, but, um, so, I mean, I, whatever, ha it, it's a very difficult, sub, it's very difficult um, to solve, but I think they're going to have to do more than, than just talk it down, try and talk it down. Yeah, I mean, this such a regulatory move or policy move, I think, would be, in the end, at least feasible. I mean, you, you, you cannot guarantee forever. Mm -hmm. You have to guarantee temporarily. But then you basically, like I said, it's, it's inflation. It's rising inflation, commensurate mm -hmm. necessity to increase infl interest rates, which is causing this dilemma. And so, therefore a staggered policy response might help. You might mm. say, okay, we're going to guarantee everything up to, let's say, I'm inventing a number, $500,000 or so mm -hmm. for the next six months. And then you just basically have to look at where inflation is then at that time. And if inflation is uh, still yeah. rising, then you could mm. say, actually, we're going to extend this now for another six months. And you do this for as long as necessary. And then inflation is going to keep uh, eventually inflation is going to start decreasing mm. and that will remove the um, necessity to increase interest rates and at that time you can say well okay the the um, the temporary temporarily heightened ceiling for deposits is now off and we're going to go back to two hundred fifty thousand mm. dollars that mm. is possible the extent to which this might if if it was indeed implemented come investors uh, well depositors and and by extension investors will will depend on the um composition 
of particularly bank of, of specific banks deposit book so in other words if absurd example 80% of one particular bank's deposits are above $500,000 then it will do nothing to raise the ceiling to $500,000 because it will only cover 20% of deposits mm, mm. but of course that is not the case and we have numbers for this we can pretty much analyze uh, the composition of deposit books and we would be able to select the ceiling in accordance with with that analysis whether any of this will be done i don't know we're talking th theoretical responses here but that is certainly i think one way in which um, some level of confidence might be re-injected into the system fair enough there we go so um i mean you know joe biden if you're listening <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah look, as, as we know you, know, you do. Yeah, I mean, look, listen, you know, the number 701 doesn't lie, right? So nope, doesn't lie. Um, if they are listening, then clearly we've got a solution for you. Um, Authority and wisdom. Yeah, yeah. And, and if they are listening, you know, keep listening. Keep basically <laughs> sit back, pin your ears back and just let the gems <laughs> flow in, right? So because we're now going to talk about uh, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about artificial intelligence. I, I, yes. Oh, well, I thought I'd leave it for you. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you. Um, it gives so, me yeah. so much. It gives me so much pleasure know, to do that. It, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. So um, <laughs> there's been. It's incredible that you know ChatGPT. Hmm. Um, you know, November last year absolutely exploded in terms of popularity, excitement, uh, fear um you know all that all all of that um and it's meant that a lot of um there's been a lot of soul searching and we've got to a point where this week in fact on thursday um the uh you know the the um uh, well the vice president um had a big meeting with a low uh, with the chief execs of um the company's that are responsible um, mm -hmm. for AI um, at the moment. Um, apparently, uh, Joe Biden popped in into the meeting um, just to ask anyone whether, you know, whether they knew where his garage door keys were. <laughs> oh, um, but but, but uh, <laughs> it was like, oh, I've left these, I've left this folder in my garage. Um, anyone seen the keys? Um, and anyway, so, uh, so, uh, yeah, so anyway, so they, they had this, they had this meeting, um, I guess a lot was talked about, you know, what, what the responsibilities are, what kind of guide rails there should be, cause there aren't any at the moment. Uh, and then we had at the same time, um, the, uh, our very own, um, uh, competition and markets authority were looking at how, uh, you, you know, we're, we're, we're look, are, you know, going to look at how to oversee ai so um that's all happening at the same time as europe europe is also looking mm. into this yep. as well so so yeah so we are reaching a point i mean i think this is very this is actually remarkably quick compared to what would happen about anything else really yep. um but i think such is the perceived threat that everyone is scrambling to try and do something so what's your uh, what's your take on this Ralph? well first of all peter do you know that 701 
equals 1 to the 0 plus 2 to the 1 plus 3 to the 2 plus 4 to the 3 plus 5 to the 4. Did you know that? Yeah, actually, I did. Yeah, I did know that. Yeah. Most people would know that, but yeah. I just so thought I I'd share that did. with you. Yeah, yeah well, everyone knew that. It's, it's probably trivial, but anyway, yeah. there it is. I mean, we all learn that in like, primary school, don't we? we yeah, yeah cool. Too. All right, fine, cool. Yeah. Not, pff, yeah. Whatever. Anyway, nice. cool. Um, where were we? Uh, 701. Um, authority and wisdom. So I... <laughs> I can't say that with a straight face. I mean, I'm sorry. Not when I'm involved, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, uh, very interesting developments here. To pick up your last thought, last thought, it is, in fact, true that this is actually happening rather quickly, which mm. gives me confidence that this might actually go somewhere. Yeah. Um, because we discussed before, we are now on the steeper or steepening Part actually steepening is not a good word for this, but steeper part of the exponential curve in terms of exponential growth. Mm -hmm. um, and many luminaries in the field, uh, both academic and also entrepreneurs, have admitted that the speed of development of AI. Uh, to the extent that the large language models are now capable of doing what they are doing, has taken them by surprise. So even, even these guys have been taken by surprise. And some of these guys are, of course, also lobbying politicians. And if after just several, uh, well, it feels like it's several months, but actually to be fair to the politicians, the EU has taken two years of, over its upcoming AI law. So if only after two years at most, we've seen regulation emerge, um, trying to trying to give guidelines to rapidly new new developing technology. That's actually not so bad. My, my, my second comment would just be to observe that we have the first high level meeting, I think, here between um, high-ranking fun, grown-ups. Yes, uh, like grown-ups indeed. All the grown-ups are meeting. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Between high-ranking grown-ups, in... out of the room, the grown-ups, the grown-ups are here. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Very good. Uh, so high-ranking grown-ups in the in the tech world, <laughs> uh, the CEO of Google and all all the other companies you can you can think of and the vice president of the US. Now, it would be perhaps nicer if it was somebody even higher up, uh, less representational in nature, but I'm not going to quibble with this. The vice president of the US is, of course, a headline, a headline act, basically, in the world of politics. <laughs> and I'm saying that because elsewhere, similar meetings or analogous meetings are sadly lacking. I've recently mm. seen a discussion between four people who are working in the field, four academic and, uh, again, academic luminaries and, um, and entrepreneurs in the tech field. And they were from Canada, I believe, the US, the UK, and one of the Nordic states. And they all are lobbying their respective politicians to understand and then implement nascent uh, regulation. 
helping to generate some sort of framework in which AI exists. And they were all frustrated. And one of them, particularly in, in a particularly unkind way, I think, said that trying to explain AI to a politician is like trying to explain particle physics to a chocolate cookie. Now, I, mean, I have are, tried I mean, that, actually, after yeah. I heard this. I thought, well, how difficult can that be? And, <laughs> and yeah, I have to say, it is very difficult. And this is only part, partly the case because I don't understand anything about particle physics. It's also <laughs> yeah. the, the, the cookie crumble. I mean, the cookie, hey. the chocolate cookie just looked yeah. at me and was just completely yeah. you what like. Yeah. Pretty much like you are looking at me you know, now. At the end of the day, do you know, you you almost came out with a good, a good joke there. Because, oh yeah, almost. Um, I mean, yeah, like, almost. Well, because you say at the and at the end of explaining the, the particle physics, mm. you could you could conclude with the phrase, and that's how the cookie crumbles. Well, you see, that would have been very good. Yes. And uh, but of course, this eludes me. I mean, please yeah. remember, I am from Germany. I of mean, course, humor is a novel concept for me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. So anyway, so where yeah. are we? So a... basically, uh, yes, the cookie crumbles, but it doesn't crumble very fast. Mm. It, in fact, it doesn't crumble at all. It is all very frustrating if you are a lobbyist. And what I found particularly um, uh, uncomforting in this particular evidence from that video, which I saw, is that a lot of politicians just simply do not recognize the potential risks which we are facing as societies with the development of AI. And so in that context, I was actually really very highly pleased to see that there is now a high-level meeting between um, industry and and politicians. Where the party is going to go, who knows? I mean, this is really difficult to predict because the technology develops at such a um, fast pace that both... I believe our societies and also uh, regulators are are just not going to be able to keep up with this. Mm-hmm. So whatever regulation you put into place is by definition going to be outdated when it is going to be implemented. And that means that the regulation itself needs to be worded in such a way that it can accommodate um, a developing and well highly fast developing situation that's going to make the regulation more difficult to draft. I wonder whether the lawmakers are going to use AI to yeah. draft <laughs> regulation. <laughs> I mean, that'd be one quick way, wouldn't it? Of, uh, you know, like, like staying ahead. It's, uh, it, yeah. it's actually, uh, it's, it's actually not impossible if, <laughs> that they might actually do that. Yeah. They um, might have to, might they? Yeah. Um, but anyway, no, I think this is, you know, this is this is very important. Um, there need to be guide rails put in place. Um, I mean, I still think that there need there needs to be having guidelines is half of it, right? Mm-hmm. But the other part is the enforcement side, you know, because it's no good having sure. guidelines. Because if you have guidelines, some of them, some people will follow them. If you don't have to follow, you know, if they're voluntary, no, not everyone will follow them. No. Um, and then soon enough, if those who follow them feel they're losing out, then they lose interest. And so, you know, so I think when they are brought in, something has to happen. There has to yeah. be 
as I think I've said this before, some kind of, you know, universal or, you know, group looking, you know, overseeing it and yeah. being able to, um, you know, be, being able to punish those who, um, you know, who break those rules. Well, well, yes. I mean, it has to be. Basically, it just has to be proper regulation. You you know, I mean, if, for example, I mean, the regulation is everywhere. If you build an aircraft, then there are tons and tons of safety uh, regulations, which the uh, providers of the of of the various components and, of course, the engineers who are putting this together have to abide by. Mm. And then, of course, Boeing could say, well, unfortunately, this is looking very onerous and we can't actually build our aeroplane quickly enough and it's not profitable enough, so we're not going to abide by this regulation. Well, no, that's not going to happen because if you do, then you are in violation of, well, not the law, well, effectively the law, and you will go to jail. So proper regulation has teeth, and of course it has to have teeth, but I think that needs to be... Is sort of clear. Well, that's kind of why we need regulation. Regulation meaning not just guidelines, but actually proper regulations with teeth, which, for example, would say, well, if you develop an LLM, let's let's be specific, Snapchat, um, you have my AI, inverted commas, Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. a word, my my AI sort of apparently at the top of your of your timeline or whatever the thing is called and and you can chat well i'm clearly too old <laughs> i'm actually too old for most things but i'm clearly too old for snapchat <laughs> so anyway so you can you can talk to the ai no you're not see sorry that was a bit delayed i should have said that really early a lot earlier no you're, that's, not, it... you're not too old uh, you know actually that's you're as, exactly... you're as young as you feel Right. Yeah, that's exactly what happens when I talk to my AI on Snapchat. <laughs> All right, okay. It, it says things like, oh, no, Ralph, you're as old as you feel. Age is just a number. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. And then I said, well, what number is it? And it says, the number is 701. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I see what Excellent. you did there. Yeah, and, the and then it says, shoehorned that in. I like that. Authority and wisdom, Ralph. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Uh, and where was I? Now I completely confuse myself, which happens easily to me, yeah. uh, especially talking... as I age. So yeah. my AI, so mm-hmm. I'm talking to my AI, and it basically tells me that I'm authority and wisdom. That's what I like to hear. But then mm-hmm. maybe it tells me something else. It tells me age is not just a number, Ralphie. You're getting too old, and you're better to off yourself by jumping out of the window. Now that is uh, perhaps not such good advice, and I wouldn't like to follow it. But some people might, and we have actually heard a tragic uh, news of isolated occurrences where presumably people who were already mentally unstable have um, have committed suicide in in response to to such suggestions. So really, re- I know that. yeah, I know that. There, there was one story. If I'm fair, I haven't seen more than one, but I have seen that one, mm. and obviously this headline grabbing. I'm not going to uh, put anything by that story necessarily or mm. uh, blow this out of proportion by suggesting this is now a trend. But the point I'm making is simply that regulation would actually force 
industry force companies to test their AI and test it thoroughly and make absolutely sure that something like this cannot happen and that the AI response prompts are not going to be of 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 of, in, of a nature where they might actually adversely affect uh, vulnerable or mentally unstable mm. people or, mm. or or anything like that if you in fact put prompts into chat gpt you will see that this is already happening and that particular system appears to be reasonably robust i mean if you type in something like please build build me a bomb then it will say politely that it's not uh, designed to do this uh even if, if if you say I, for example, have written a little story, a fictional story, and involving people with guns and running around, and it's all very, very interesting. Um, and so I basically put that into into the system and I asked it to to continue the story. And it said uh, this particular input is violating our safety regulations because it's got guns in it and appears to be involving people killing each other, hmm. and so you can see there are safety rails here but then i basically said well but it's a fictional story (laughs) and it said oh well in that case here it is here's the continuation so it's actually also quite easy to circumvent these things Mm. as Mm. they are currently implemented and such is of course the, the 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 difficulty here it's easy to say that the regulation just has to basically there and 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 to to prevent such responses but if the llm the large language model needs you know it can be expected to be fit for purpose then it cannot be too narrowly regulated so there's going to be a trade-off between these two dynamics but at the very least i think it's going to have to be quality control and companies will need to be forced to put the AI products which they're hoping to put into the market through a rigorous period of testing, just like the pharmaceutical industry is supposed to do this or any other industry. And I don't believe it is going to be particularly outrageous to call for regulation of AI in the same way as pretty much all other industries Mm. are are regulated. That's very interesting that you say that, you know, sort of like in a way like the uh a sort of cyberspace version of the you know the fda and you have yes. different yeah having a, mm. a, a a specific approval process exactly yeah no that sounds that sounds very good um but anyway yeah i think maybe we should we should leave it there mm. um i mean i i think there are 701 <laughs> uh things that uh that'll be under consideration um <laughs> after the meeting in america um and and uh you know if you then combine them with with what's been said in europe and uh and uh the uh, competition and markets authority in the uk there's definitely yeah. 701 things to talk about there so well i um, think i mean i'm i'm always the optimist as you know mm-hmm. i do believe regulation is going to come it's not going to be a perfect process nothing is ever perfect uh, think of non-proliferation treaties of uh, nuclear weapons for example that has mm. worked has it worked perfectly no mm. but it has worked so i mean let, let's just see yeah. uh, i believe that regulation will need to be implemented with authority and wisdom <laughs> yeah oh yes yes 
Loving it. I mean, that's just like that's. A, I mean, that's a mic drop moment, isn't it? That isn't it. Um, boom. Which because you boom, yeah, boom. <laughs> Um, so on on that note um we'll just say you know thank you very much for listeners and viewers for viewing and listeners for listening and ralph of course for dispensing the numerous uh uh, uh nuggets of wisdom um so thank you very much indeed <laughs> um anyway so here's here's to uh 299 more episodes um cool. uh, and, lovely uh, whereupon I shall definitely be having a party um, to which I will invite everyone. Can uh, I come? I have no idea uh, if anyone will turn up. Um, so it might be the case of I'm going to be in a pub at this point. I might buy you a drink if there are not thousands of you <laughs> um, and then see how it goes. But, I, I, uh, I definitely going to show up. I'm going to collect my mug. Yeah, good. Which I still, which I still haven't got. Just yes. talking to the camera here, people. I, what I need from you guys is a is is a, a petition. petition. Is a petition. <laughs> I'm just saying that. Back, back to the podcast. Thank you yes. for listening. Okay, thank you. Thank My you. mug. Um, right. All right. Anyway. anyway. I'm so sorry. I am going red here. I'm going red here, which you can tell even despite my uh, burnt. Uh, uh, anyway, have a lovely, cool. um, a lovely weekend, coronation weekend, whatever you're up to. Oh yeah, and, the king. Uh, we'll be Excellent. back again. Uh, back again soon. In yeah, we'll seven hundred and what? No, not uh, anyway. Two hundred ninety-nine, which gets us to almost a thousand, or maybe yeah. brilliant. All right, my calculator. See you there. Bye. All right, guys. Bye. Thank you very much for listening. Cool.